This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, May the 18th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a hump day. Eric asked me this morning, what's that falling from the sky? It's rain here in the Valley of the Sun, maybe one of the few places on Earth where it's actually celebrated. I'm the CEO and the shipping clerk of the Patriot Trading Group, Joe Jaquint, and I would like to officially announce we are 100% completely caught up on everything. Yes, Wendy's clapping. Just uh, It feels good. We got everything... Everything out, there's nothing in back order, and, and everybody is going to be extremely excited as they wait for their postman or their UPS guy to come and, and bring you good, well, just good, smart, hard assets protecting your your tomorrows with something that's real and tangible, legal, lawful, constitutional tender uh, if you want to get in on the action, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The website, www.allamericangold.com. Uh, you got all kinds of news. It's like a free report every day. We change it every single day. We put up hundreds of of articles and videos every single week to keep you informed of what's going on. And, of course, we we now can point and click so you can order online and never have to talk to anybody. And you can do all of that at allamericangold.com. You can listen to the podcast. We, we keep a whole week's worth of shows up there uh, for your enjoyment. You can listen 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can order 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are a full-service provider. Uh, IRAs, 401Ks from three jobs ago, we can help you do all of that as well. Uh, don't forget the metals program, right, if you want to uh, invest monthly. Uh, as little as $100 a month, there is no uh, maximum. You can do as much as you like every single month. And then uh, four times a year, once every quarter, we physically deliver your materials to your door. Uh, all of that information at allamericangold.com. And, Homer, you got a late start today. Uh, I hadn't opened the show in a while. Well, you know what? I'll just tell you this. You do provide so much information. In fact, it's so much information that it's tough to keep up with. And what's nice is you can listen to the show and catch up on all the highlights and home runs of what's important to know. Because I'm here to tell you, we don't tell you what you want to hear. We tell you what we think you need to know. And so all that being said, it's been a busy Wednesday morning, and if you're up in North Phoenix, you're getting rained on. (laughs) You're getting rained on today. And, And I'll tell you, it's welcomed. It's welcomed. You know what? When we were out golfing last Friday... Man, I'm here to tell you, I forgot what the sun does to your body because the next day, crampy cramps in the legs. It hurts. It takes I me mean, four hours out in the sun. will kill you in Arizona. We're I'm getting older. Oh, We're I'm getting, getting older. older. Yeah. I've never denied the fact that, you know, when I was young, I had a lot of hair <laughs> on my head. Today, it's just a bald head of oldness. 
But at least I got a face for radio, so I got that no, going for me. Me and you both, we got the face and the body for radio. We got a great show lined up for me. We heard from Target this morning. The I don't know what you want to call it. Just the the route, the destination that is the the retailers. The we'll call them whether it's big box or well anybody that has any retailer with physical locations. Uh, the news just keeps getting worse. Uh, they missed revenues, uh, lowered uh, their guidance for the year, and same-store sales, all of those things uh, continuing to weigh. Uh, we have an update on the Japanese GDP data. I told you that was coming out yesterday. I told you that would be out today. i got to tell you, I've never, I don't really follow that a lot. But because we now live in this global uh, environment where all these central banks are working in lockstep together. We need to pay attention to what they're doing because uh, they're going to be the leaders when it comes to negative rates and quantitative easing forever. Wow. I'll, I'll just say, I thought our numbers were phony. You know, yesterday, if you missed yesterday's show, do yourself a favor and, and at least listen to what Charles Bitterman, the the guy, the CEO of Trim Tabs, had to say about economic data, and especially in regards to economic data here in the United States, saying the only good data comes from surveys that are seasonally adjusted by the government, and he specifically pointed to retail sales and jobs and said he has he can't understand in an age where we have the ability to track data real time matter of fact he said listen they got, just give me a call and I'll tell you what the jobs number really is that they would rely on surveys and then seasonally adjust those surveys to come out with the truth. So we'll give you an update on what the Japanese said about the state of their economy. And then uh, just some more news about the SWIFT banking system that all the banks here in the United States and most, pretty much all the banks of the world use and the problem with hacking that they are having. And then another lawsuit, this time against Bank of America, for allegedly lying to their customers. Shocking, I know. Dun, dun, dun. The heck you say? <laughs> yes, giving their customers misinformation, deliberately providing them with bad data, and all kinds of other things. You're just not going to want to miss it. Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour on a wet Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J in the Love, our toll free number 800 951 So we'll start with what happened while we were sleeping. The Japanese, man, it was difficult. So, I, you know, I'm up somewhere between 4 and 5 o'clock every, every morning. And the first thing I do is, you know, I turn the idiot box on. And, and at that time, at least in Arizona, you can, if you have direct TV, 
you can turn on 353, 355, 359, and get all kinds of stock stuff, right? And then uh, 357 is just getting ready to go off because uh, they do all the the Asian and Middle East markets. So, you know, like I said, you got four places you go to get all this stuff. But nobody was talking about it. And I was like, wow, you would think that would be a big headline. And right before I left, Bloomberg, which is the least popular of the three, but I like to go there because they they actually do a lot more stuff. You know, Fox, it's all election stuff, and the ladies are on Fox. Uh, CNBC, uh, it's almost unwatchable anymore. Uh, But on Bloomberg... They, they actually gave me the number. I was like, oh, okay. And, that, and really, the funny thing is, they actually didn't give the number. They just said that Japan avoided recession. But they didn't give the number. Normally, they lead with, the GDP in Japan was blah, 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 and they avoided recession. They just said they avoided the recession. And then they had some Asian analysts come on, and, and they said, yeah, they did. But, you know, huge revisions to the previous GDP, which made it even worse. And then they said, really, here's what you needed to know. What you needed to know was the imports in Japan were non-existent. See, now, unlike us, we, we have to subtract growth because of our trade deficit. So every, every, every quarter... Every year, we, the trade imbalance that we have is a negative. And, of course, you think about, hey, half a trillion dollars leaves this country every year. That's not a good thing. Well, Japan runs surpluses. So that they get to add to GDP because of their surpluses because they export more than they import. Uh, imports fell off of a, I don't know, cliff. I don't even know if cliff's a big enough word. Right, uh, fell out into the Grand Canyon, uh, and allowed for them to post a. Here's what they. Here's what the numbers were. They took the last quarter, which was negative a few tenths, turned it into a negative 1.7 percent. Then they said this quarter was a positive 1.7 percent. And then I went back when I got into the office. I did a little research and found out. For the last four quarters, the Japanese said their GDP, this is what you have to believe now, down 1.7, up 1.7, down 1.7, up 1.7. So according to the seasonally adjusted Japanese number, nothing has happened in the last year. I just thought it was great. I was like, wow. You talk about about really just making sure that we got everything just right. And it, it's no growth whatsoever, but don't worry. We never allow for two straight quarters of negative growth. And the market's almost, you know what the funny thing was, is the market really didn't do anything. It was almost a non-event. They said, well... Yeah, still more QE, still more negative rates, and everyone kind of brushed it off. And I didn't know why in, until 
I found out that this afternoon, the Federal Reserve is going to release the minutes from the meeting that they had uh, a couple weeks ago where there was no rate hike. And that somehow is going to allow us to determine what they're going to do in June, which is the next meeting, which I'm already, they're not going to do anything. But as a, as a guy that sells hard assets, I actually hope they raise rates. Because, you know, they did that in December. And what gold did nothing but, but go up 20, 20% because they went up a quarter of a point because everyone knew that they were going up a quarter point, not because things were better, but because they felt like they had no choice. But then... The, I guess the news from Target came out right after that. Target said same store sales. They said it was up a percent, one percent, but the well below the they were supposed to be at three or four percent, and then they lowered all their forecast, and then people got all nervous again. Uh, and then this came out of Saudi Arabia, right around the same time. They're saying that due to persistently low oil prices, Saudi Arabia has now told banks that it's considering not only are they going to lay off 50,000 workers in the next quarter, but it is considering issuing IOUs to, I guess, vendors, companies that do business with the kingdom uh, Saudi Arabia says that the they're in a what they're calling a cash crunch. They got plenty of money. It's just not very liquid. I guess they'll, they'll need to go out and sell some U.S. Treasuries. Do you see how much debt of ours they own? I don't know if you saw that number. Apparently, the Saudis own over a hundred billion dollars of our debt. Of our debt, you know, which puts them pretty far down the list. But one of the things that, you know, we know about China, we know about Japan, they each own a trillion-plus dollars of U.S. debt. Do you know who the they say is third, at least in the non-U.S.? Because the Federal Reserve's number one. No one holds more debt than them. But the third largest holder of U.S. debt is the Cayman Islands. That's not a very big... <laughs> is that a country? What is the Cayman Islands? <laughs> Right. Is that a country? Isn't that's a that great... just a bank? That whole right. island being a bank. When people say I have my money offshore, they speak of the Cayman Islands. Isn't that what it is? Isn't the mafia put all their money there? Doesn't everybody that owns a you know high uh, uh, amount of dollars in cash put it there? Well, you're right. It's kind of the uh, the mafia of the banking industry, the Cayman Islands. So how much of that is actually Saudi Arabia? Who knows? Uh, but but. I guess right now, this is really funny because you start thinking about, here's Saudi Arabia, a powerhouse of the Middle East, right, our friend. Don't worry, they had nothing to do with 9-11. They didn't bring down the towers, and and they weren't involved in any way, shape, or form, and that's why we invaded Iraq, but that's a whole different show. I'll leave that to somebody else. But now they come out and say, hey, we may have to start issuing IOUs because we've got a cash flow problem. You think about uh, Puerto Rico, right? They they just came out and said, hey, listen, we're going to stop paying 
our debt because, well, we've got a, a cash flow problem. And then uh, right now in Chicago, the Chicago public school system has a cash flow problem. And they have floated what they are calling Chapter 9. And all of you out there, get ready for this new bankruptcy filing. Uh, You know, we know about Chapter 11, right? Chapter 11, a, a company files for Chapter 11, they're going to reorganize, right? We're going to work out a a debt repayment plan. You're going to forgive some of it, and then we'll pay some of it. Then there's Chapter 7, which home or Home Depot, Sports Authority made it, by the way, Sports Authority made it official today. Uh, the remaining stores uh, for Sports Authority were bought by three different liquidators. Uh, so it is official. Uh, Sports Authority will start commencing with liquidation of all of its stores, I guess, probably in the next week or two. That's a Chapter 7 filing. That means we're going out of business. You you do what you want with the carcass. Sell everything, sell the women, sell the children, sell the furniture, and whatever's left you can have, and whatever isn't there is a loss, right? You're Chapter 7. You're out of business. But now we're starting to hear, matter of fact, well, I was trying to find the Japanese data today. One, there, a commercial ramp. Um, and I don't know what station it was. It was one of the three, Fox, Bloomberg, or uh, CNBC. And it was an ad trying to urge the citizenry to, to call your congressman and tell them not to allow for a Title IX filing for Puerto Rico which is the same thing that this morning Chicago school districts are getting, at least according to uh, the news media, they're getting ready to ask for a Chapter 9 filing for the school district in Chicago. And the reason why the ad ran was because what that really means is they're going to allow... Puerto Rico, right now by law, Puerto Rico can't file bankruptcy. Uh, They are a a territory of the United States, right? There's always been arguments every, what, 10 years or so about making Puerto Rico a state, right? And it never passes, and and, uh, neither here nor there. It is a U.S. territory. They're not allowed to file bankruptcy. But the Congress is getting ready to do... You know, they got to do something. They're not making their debt payment. And what the commercial said was, listen, let your congressman know we don't want this. Because really what it means, it's going to be another taxpayer bailout. This time to bail out Puerto Rico. And it was urging everybody to let their congressman know, don't do it. But what I'm telling you is it doesn't matter. Whether they do it or don't do it, it's all just a big shell game. It is unpayable. Now Chicago school districts getting ready to file, right, a news deck, right?
right? You look, is it New Jersey? Is it Atlantic City? Is it the actual city of Chicago? Is it the state of Illinois? And this commercial went on, and it did. It, and it talked about the problems in New Jersey and Illinois and California and really just right in your state. And said if they, if they set legal precedent and they start allowing for all of these bankruptcies, it's all going to fall on the shoulders of the taxpayer. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, think about how far we've come. You know, when I sit there and I think about how long that we've been in business, you know, when my uncle started this, this company two decades ago and was talking about these issues, trying to get you to get prepared and here we sit and I wake up this morning and they're running a commercial talking about here it comes Puerto Rico's just the start it's going to open the door it's going to set the precedent for all the municipal bankruptcies and all the state bankruptcies that are getting ready to come and listen I keep telling you Within the next five to ten years, it's going to be massive. It starts with places like Greece. It starts with places like Cyprus. And then it flows, and now it's into Puerto Rico. And then, then it goes, we talked about, you know, Detroit. And now we're talking about the Chicago Public Schools. And we're talking about Atlantic City and the states like New Jersey and Illinois. The unpayable debt bomb is coming. Don't worry. Your paper assets are safe. Saudi Arabia is just going to issue IOUs. Don't worry. It's just a cash crunch. The United States Senate talking about Title IX or Chapter Nine, excuse me, for Puerto Rico and now the Chicago public school system. Looks like they're getting ready to request Chapter 9 for for the, well, let's call it what it is, right? They're broke. The pensions are unpayable. All of you people with, with, you know, that work for cities and states and school districts, and, you know, you saw in Arizona there was a ballot measure all having to do with, well, one of them having to do with school money for schools which is really just code for pensions, because that's really what the problem is. When you talk about school funding, more and more of the dollars, the property tax dollars, go to pay for retired uh, teachers and, and whatnot, administrators, than actually go to the kids in the classroom. All of that stuff, all of these promises that were made with the help of Wall Street, that don't be fooled. They told the cities, they told the states, they told the school districts, oh, yeah, it's fine, go ahead. You, they can pay, pay for them till they're dead, it's fine. You're going to give the money to us, and we're going to get you 8 and 10% annualized returns year after year. I mean, if the Dow was at 50000 right now, it'd be okay. Problem is, it's only at seventeen. talked about what else you know yesterday or two days ago Homer and I speculated what happened if someone hacked you know Bank of America or 
J.P. Morgan, and just or have they hacked Wall Street, right? And just deleted everything, and no one knew what the price of anything. Right? All, all the stocks went worthless. And then one of our customers, Glenn in Maryland, uh, he called me and actually sent me an email. Apparently, Tom Clancy, you know the author, he wrote a book about it, and it had to do with the Japanese. Uh, starting basically World War III, one of the things that they did in the book was they 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 hacked Wall Street, and I think the solution was well we'll just go back to the day before and reset everything, and that that'll somehow make it better. Uh, but this is in lieu of what's been happening. We reported uh, either earlier this week, late last week, about the these foreign banks getting hacked. One of them was a central bank, a Malaysian central bank. And this morning in the Wall Street Journal, J.P. Morgan Chase is now limiting employees' access to the SWIFT Global Interbank Messaging Service amid questions about security breaches at a pair of Asian banks that use the funds transfer platform. People close to the matter said. Of course, SWIFT stands for the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications. Now, what does that mean? That's a pretty, that's a mouthful. Essentially, SWIFT is the company that does the transferring. You know, when you send a, a wire Right, or I send out a wire, you send a wire to me. There's a company that does the wiring, and you think it's your bank, right? J.P. Morgan or B of A or Wells Fargo. Well, when you do bank-to-bank wiring, and then when you do cross-border wiring in particular, SWIFT is the company that actually does it. Now, according to the to the article in the Wall Street Journal. Steps at J.P. Morgan, the first sign that major banks are concerned about the security of the overall SWIFT network, in particular malicious software entering the platform's perimeter. Now, why you would Limit access to that, I guess, would make sense. Hey, maybe you're the you're the mole. You're the guy that's putting in the malicious software. Uh, but Swift in the article wanted to know, hey, well, listen, we're not the ones getting hacked. It's on the bank side. The banks are the ones that are getting hacked. All is we're doing is we're executing whatever the bank said to do. So J.P. Morgan told us to wire the bank wire this money from the Bank of Malaysia to this account, so that's what we did. Come to find out, the Bank of Malaysia said, we didn't tell anybody to wire that money out of our account, or whatever it may be. But just one of those things, I just found it interesting, because, you know, we talked, you know, about about what would happen if you just woke up one day, and there was no money in your account. And you called the bank, and the bank said, oh, we've been hacked. There's no money in anybody's accounts. What recourse could you have? <laughs> well, first recourse is DTA. Don't trust anybody. <laughs> and I'm telling you, 
Apparently, JP, uh, JP Morgan agrees. They're like, we don't trust our own employees. That's yeah, the philosophy. DTA, Stone Cold. Don't trust anybody. And I'm telling you, what can you do about it? You're limited. You know what? This is why we're here. For all the people that believe in DTA, right? This is why you put some hard assets away. Something that is, it's not, ha- you know what? You can't have some hacker in some basement in Russia somewhere, because that's where they're all from, apparently. Oh, you know right? the story. <laughs> right. We know that story. They can't hack your $20 gold piece. Right? They can't hack your Silver Eagle. Right? They, they Try as they might, they can write all the code they want. They can install all the malicious software they like. You'll still have something when everybody else will have nothing i mean really that's that's about as is easily put and now you're starting to hear about what they've created you know and i keep reading these things and that we haven't talked about a lot about but have you seen these articles homer where the machines are going to take all the jobs they're taking over well you can already see that due to the increase in uh, dollar per hour wages going to fifteen. Guess what? Wendy's, McDonald's, you're gonna start right, getting first automated. It, right? They're, they're gonna get they're the getting kiosk. automated. I'm telling you. And you know what? If you ever watched any sci-fi movie, we all knew it was gonna happen anyway. Think about <laughs> it. Think about it. You can be thirty thousand feet in the air on a plane and communicate with people down below. It's amazing what our technology and our world has become, and we all take advantage of it. So I'm here to tell you. With no no worry about the repercussions, right? Exactly. No good deed goes unpunished. And and kind of the same thing that we've set up for our society. Just one one more thing. I just found that fascinating that now even J.P. Morgan, you know what, we don't trust you guys. So one of you did it. So, was somebody did it? Who did it? Was it you? Was it you? What, what happens if that software goes in and takes all of our customers' money? Well, just something to think about. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to talk about the Hunt Brothers next. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. I didn't know where we were going to go until Wendy had uh, slipped me a note right before we ended the last segment. We've been working on some silver, and particularly uh, we've been working on an opportunity to acquire the Buffalo Silver Rounds. And for those of you that have been customers of my uncle going back 20 years, uh, over the years, we we had sold a lot of that. A lot of the Buffalo Silver Rounds. Uh, the, the, the ability to get them has gone next to nothing. As Silver Eagles and Silver Maple Leafs have become so prevalent, the 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 manufacturers that provide these rounds are spending all of that making the blanks of the the planchets or blanchets. One of those I always get it confused. It's one or the other. Making the little silver disc for the mints, 
So they haven't been producing these rounds. And uh, we, we finally got word this morning that we've got the ability to obtain 5,000 buffalo rounds. Now these are one ounce of silver. Three nine fine silver, just like a silver eagle, just like a Canadian maple leaf. The only difference is it's not minted by the mint, by the government. Now, the the actual ounce of silver comes from the same place, right? The difference is like a U.S. silver eagle has got the Lady Liberty on one side and the and the the eagle on the on the other side and it says one dollar it has a a monetary value since this isn't minted by the government it doesn't have a monetary value stamped on it does have the purity uh but then they have the the buffalo design so one side of the the silver round is a a beautiful artistic design of the American buffalo. And then on the other side, it's the male American Indian. Uh, the profile of the male, the profile of the face of the, and actually it's the, I want to say the full face of the, of an American Indian. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous coin. And here's the difference. Right now, to buy a roll of U.S. Silver Eagles, it's going to run you $425. And they're, they're readily available. We're all caught up. And you can buy uh, 20 ounces of silver for 425 Or you can buy these silver rounds. Like I said, we've got the opportunity to acquire 5,000 of them. They're $390 a roll, so you'd save $35 a roll and get the same amount of silver uh, that the U.S. Silver Eagle has. If you buy a case, if you buy 500 Buffalo rounds, we're going to take them all the way down to $380 a roll, or you get 500 ounces of silver for $9,500, which brings its cost uh, down to 19 bucks, which is less than a dollar 90 over spot at 800-951-0592. And since that had come up, I've been saving this article, The Business Insider, which is starting to become one of my favorite places uh, to get news. They just wrote another article about the Hunt Brothers. And the Hunt Brothers... They tried to corner the silver market back in the 70s, which led to the big the $50 price spike in the silver markets. And the funny thing is, is they kind of gave uh, at least some details. The two brothers, Herbert and Nelson Bunker Hunt. And I just love the Nelson's middle name, Bunker Hunt. So Herbert and Bunker Hunt created, according to the Business Insider, one of the greatest bubbles in the history of financial markets, pushing the silver price from $6 an ounce to just over $50 an ounce, the highest 
price ever. And one of the things that we talk about, you know, silver is about the only thing that has not taken out the all-time high set in the hyperinflation of the 70s. And why a lot of people speculate that silver has so much more upside. You know, think about gold got to 800 bucks. Right, gold's taken out its all-time high, and then some. Remember the great oil shocks, and how expensive, you know, crude oil destroyed those all-time highs, and just about everything else. But they talk about the brothers being one of the amongst the richest people in the world in their 70s. Their father, H. L. Hunt, had been a card-playing gambler. But he turned into an oil investor and ultimately became one of the richest men in the world. Uh, he bought 5,000 acres of untested oil fields in Texas. became known as the East Texas Oil Field, one of the largest pools of oil in the United States outside of Alaska. That's how they got their money. Actually, Daddy got it. And, and when, he, when Daddy died, the two brothers got all of the money. And they said that the, the Hunt brothers who in, uh, in, inherited the billion, they thought that the government and the world were slowly falling apart. We're going to talk about what they thought then and how it compares to today. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Final segment on a Wednesday. Before I finish with the Hunt Brothers, today's special, something that I know we haven't run in, we've done a lot of that this year, things that we haven't been able to run in years and years and years, and this is probably, I don't know, at least five years, maybe ten, the Buffalo Rounds, one through 24 rolls at 390, if you buy a case or 500 ounces or more, at three hundred and eighty dollars, that takes a case of of silver to ninety five hundred dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And so, why did the Hunt brothers decide they wanted to own silver? Like their father, the brothers believed that the government was the root of all evil. They believed the world was slowly falling apart. The communists, the Rockefellers, the Russians, the Chinese, the hippies were out to destroy what the Hunts had worked so hard for. And they suspected that forces, especially the U.S. government, were conspiring to steal not only their wealth, but the wealth of the American public. And they said that anti-government viewpoint combined with the gambler's inclination to go all in drove the Hunt brothers to try to corner the silver market. And, you know, the funny thing is, is the Hunt brothers in the early 70s, according to the Business Insider, had physically bought I want to say some something around 55 million ounces 
and stored it in Switzerland, according to the Business Insider. They had bought futures contracts totaling 55 million ounces, or about 9% of all the silver in the world, and then actually took physical delivery of it, something the silver market had not seen. And the Business Insider said the reason they did silver and not gold was because up until that time, it was illegal to own gold in the United States. So the Hunt brothers concentrated on silver. And they didn't want to bring it home to Texas because Texas was going to charge them a 5% tax. So they put it on airplanes and actually had it sent to Switzerland. And then in the late 1970s, the Hunt Brothers and, and the Business Insider says, along with some Saudis, uh, tried to do it again. In other words, they obtained, I want to say, 73 million ounces of silver contracts and were going to bust the Comex because they weren't going to be able to deliver. And when people found out what they were doing, the government simply changed the law and prevented anybody from buying any more silver contracts, and all you could do was sell. And and really, in my opinion, exact you know did exactly what the Hunt brothers were worried about, which was the government conspiring against them. And that's exactly what happened. And they essentially forced them into bankruptcy uh, and in kindness. The government did allow them to keep their oil and whatnot because they knew that they had uh, given them the old you-know-what. 